Welcome back to The Company of One. This is Dale Callahan. I am your host. Today we are talking how to calculate how valuable you are to your boss. How to calculate how valuable you are to your boss. We've been talking in the last couple of episodes, probably since episode number 170-something, where we started talking about uh, revisiting the Company of One model. The company of one model is uh, where it is basically how the whole world works. We all show up and do our job, do our work, and we do work in exchange for money. So it's, it's so it's a relationship. Work where money flow is a relationship. We are always exchanging goods and services for money, and that's how it all works. Whether you're an entrepreneur whether you work for a large company, no matter what you're doing, if you're bringing money in, just by definition, you're serving other people somehow. So as we start serving other people, uh, when we start realizing uh, that that means we're a company. And as a company, we have four critical roles. We just, I don't care what the company is, Apple, Walmart, AT&T, or you, looking in the mirror, you. You have four critical roles. You have operations. You have uh, uh, marketing. Those are the two roles. And I always say those are the forward-facing roles. Marketing and operations is what everybody sees. So if you go into Walmart, for instance, you see operations. Trucks are flowing. Doors are open. Cashiers are there. Shelves are stocked. Their floor may be getting clean. That's all part of operations. And you see the marketing. Right, you see the products on the shelf. You see some uh, end caps, as they call it, showing that are trying to get you to buy stuff just as you're about to check out, and they make stuff look appealing to you. Uh, and you go in there for a, a you know pack of gum, and you come out with two hundred dollars worth of stuff. That's marketing, and it works really, really well. And like Walmart or not, they do an awesome job of that. Uh, and most of your good stores do. A lot of your grocery stores do a great job of that. That's marketing. Uh, so those are things the world sees as we see the marketing and operations. What we normally don't pay attention to, we don't even we're aware that it is the finance and the research. We'll talk about those later. We've been talking about how to be better at your job. And what we've been talking about is operations, how to be better, how to be focused. And we talked about in the last couple of episodes uh, how to do that. So they were in the 170s. Obviously, I know they were in the 170s because we started in the 170s and now I'm on 180. So they weren't in 180, right? So we're now on episode number 180, which reminds me, if you want to show notes to this show, it's at delcallahan.com slash 180. And that's where you will find them. So let's talk about marketing. So we're going to dive into the marketing. We do, well, actually, we dove into the marketing last time in one in, in chapter, I mean, uh, episode number one seventy nine, where we went over seventeen ways to market yourself. And if you paid attention, if not, you can go back to episode number one seventy nine, delcallahan.com slash one seventy nine. There were things to do and things not to do, and it was a long list of just things to think about, right? Some simple things, some subtle things, but look, the whole point of marketing is to put more money in your pocket, right? That's why we market. So we're talking about how to put more money in your pocket. Today, we're going to get really, really tactful about money and your pocket by communicating value. 
Remember, marketing, the whole point of marketing is communicating to your customer what value you have, have added and what value you can add. Operations is adding the value. Operations is doing the work. Marketing is messaging and communication. So today we want to talk about communicating something really, really important is how much you have impacted the bottom line of the company. I'm talking about money. So what we I always call this exercise finding your number. And what I mean by that, if you are being paid, you're only being paid for one or two reasons. Step back and think about that. You're only being paid for one or two reasons. Well, there's some very, very minor exceptions, but let's not let's ignore those for a minute. You're either bringing the company money, you're helping them sell the product, you're helping them build the product, uh, you're part of the sales game. So you might be the sales person, or you might be the person on the assembly floor or the manufacturing plant that's putting the product together, that's assembling the product to go out for sales. That's all part of sales. It's what we call the cost of goods sold, and in, in, well, now I'm getting into an accounting terms, and I shouldn't do that because I, I don't know accounting terms very well. But so you're part of bringing in money. The other thing that you can do for the company is you can save the company money. You really, if you're not doing one of those, then you probably should be questioning your value. And you should be questioning how long you're going to be at the company if you are not bringing in the money or saving the money. So let's talk about what we can do to measure those kind of things. So how do we calculate how valuable you are. Now this is a really, really important aspect because in our graduate program, we require people to do this. We require them to do this calculation and they come up with a number, I mean like 400,000, right? And then they go share that with their boss and they have a conversation about how accurate that number is and eyes get opened, both sets of eyes sometimes, but sometimes their boss, their customer, doesn't realize how valuable they are. And that's an important thing to happen. So let's talk about how to do this. I look at this as an equation. So what we're trying to do is calculate how valuable you are to your boss by looking at things is your value is how much did you bring or save the company? It's, it's the plus up of the amount of money for the company. You either brought them money in the door or you saved it, minus how much it costs to have you there, right? So think about that. How much impact did you have minus the cost of you, and that's the value. So let's say, for instance, just to, just to pick some raw numbers. Let's say, uh, because of what I do at the company, let's say I'm just a salesperson. I bring in $400,000 of sales. I cost $100,000, then I'm $300,000 valuable to the company. That's where we want to be, right? And it's got to be positive. If it's, if it's not positive, you should really get concerned. So this is how we do it. So let's start with the easy thing first. How much do you cost? And this, this one is easy but deceptive because many of us don't understand how much we really truly cost. And by cost, I mean what's your salary? Not your take-home pay. What's your salary and benefits? So let's say you're a person making $100,000 a year. 
and that's what the boss tells you you're making, right? That's what shows up somewhere. And um, you probably are not bringing home $100,000 a year. You might be bringing home $40,000, dollars $60,000 a year, maybe eighty at the most, right? Because taxes and all kinds of things happen after that, b- before you actually take the money home. So think about the big number, the gross number as we call it. How much do you get paid? And add some to it, the cost of benefits. Now, your company might send out what's called a disclosure of benefits that they tell you once a year, here's how much you cost. So if you're that person that that makes 100000 you might look at this and it says, they're saying I'm costing 135000 How is that? Because of benefits. So benefits are how much the company contributes to your 401k, how much they pay for your insurance, some of the taxes they have to pay for you to be there, and all kinds of other crazy, and maybe they give you a gym membership, right? Whatever it is that they give you is part of the cost. And you might be saying to yourself, that doesn't really matter. I don't see that money. It doesn't help me. But if you're the company, they write a real check for that. It's real cost. It's not made up funny money. It's really cost to them. I know I've paid those costs. And uh, then you, you start paying, when you have employees, you start paying money to government agencies you didn't even know existed. I would, don't get me off on that one. But it's called benefits. Your salary plus benefits. So if you don't if you don't know what that is, let's say you're making $100,000 a year, you can go to your HR department and say, "What's my cost of benefits?" They actually want you to know that. They want you to appreciate uh, the value that they put into you. But if you don't know it and they won't tell you, or you don't know how to ask, let me make it simple. Add 30%. I used to say 25%, but that's just a game changer now. And so if you're for a larger company, I'm going to say 30%. If you're for a smaller company, then I'm going to say you might can get away with 20 to 25%. But I would fudge on the bigger number, right? Because let's just assume. So if you're a $100,000 employee, just let's make it 30%. That's going to be $30,000. That's going to be $130,000. Just make your life easy. So just guess at that. That's how much you cost the company. So all these, I'll put the calculations, will be in the show notes uh, down there, kind of showing you an example of uh, at delkellahan.com slash 180. So now we're going to calculate the value you bring. Now the value you bring is uh, is a little more challenging at times because it's subjective at times. Well, it, it, it can be very subjective. But here's how we go about it. We start with calculating what you bring to the table. So But before we calculate, let's just put it down in words. So, for instance, I've got in in the show notes, there's an example of an actual software, not an engineer. Yeah, an engineer, a a, a support engineer. And I use the support engineer's numbers here because a lot of times as support people, they have a hard time calculating value. And this is true in a lot of roles. You know, if you're a salesperson, you kind of know what you bring to the table. Um, But a lot of the rest of us don't. We, we have a hard time digging through these numbers. So in her case, she had six bullet items. And what she did, she looked back for a year and thought, these are the things that I did. 
so she did some troubleshooting on communication issues between substations. So I don't know if you know what a substation is. It's those big giant fenced off areas that make this hum sound, right, where all the power comes into and is distributed out to your homes. Uh, so they have a lot of data that flows back and forth to substations, and they do a lot of control stuff from headquarters. And so what she's doing is she's supporting this. And so she's troubleshooting communication issues where they're talking with data back and forth between substations. And then she installed software ahead of schedule. That was another thing she did. Saving labor. Truck rolls. If you're in certain industry, you know there's a cost of truck rolls. How much does it cost to put a man, a woman, or maybe two people in a truck and send it out to a substation? And the big power companies, they know exactly how much that costs. So there's an installed software ahead of schedule, and because she did that, they didn't have to roll trucks. Then she located and tested new integration tools, reducing equipment cost per location. Now, this all may sound like gibberish to you, and I'm explaining a little bit of it only because I talked to her. Yours may sound like gibberish to, to everybody else, too. That's okay. You just want to get clarity on what are the six, seven, eight, ten things that you did last year that you think added real value. You either save the company money or you made the company money. So you just make a list of them and you write them in words. Now, this is very important. I won't go through all of hers, but this is a very, 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 very important step. You understand it's very important. Sit down with a list with a customer. Sit down with your boss and say, does this look like what you think I did for you? Because if they don't agree with what you've written down in words, they're not going to agree with the numbers. So you want to get some agreement. And very often, you've left off something or, or you've mischaracterized something in their eyes. And it really doesn't matter. You need to come to an agreement. You may think they don't understand that I did all this. That's okay because they're not going to put a dollar value on it if they don't think you did it. So you really got to get to some agreement of, yeah, these are the six things. That's what she did. She said she sat down. I think she actually had eight. And she sat down, and they talked through it, and, and they kind of maybe one of them fell into the other. And it, the, the list collapsed. And it became six core things that her boss thought that she did to add value to the company in the last year. But now she's got what I call a word formula. You remember those things in algebra? You do word formulas and you're, you're, you're seeing all these crazy words on paper and you're like, now i got to put some math to it. And, and you probably, if you either love that part or you hated that part. And there's probably a psychological profiling going on whether you loved or hated it. But we won't go there. This is easier. Okay, this is easier. So what you, with the words now, we start just taking apart these sentences one at a time. So now in this case, what she did is she said, okay, well, the first thing I did was, uh, I'm going to just go with this. She installed software ahead of schedule. So I'm going to give you her actual numbers. Um, and so and, she, and this is after agreement with her boss. So she, her actual numbers is um, that did not bring in the company any money. Installing software ahead of schedule didn't bring the company money, but it saved money. Remember, you need to be doing one of the two things. So it saved money. So what she started doing was analyzing, and, and let's, let's be completely fair because I had this conversation with her. She said, I have no clue how much I saved. I just feel like it saved money, and my boss agreed it saved money. 
this is where it gets fun because she says they won't tell me how much a truck roll cost. Then guess. Just guess. So she made some guesses. She thought, well, because I did this, uh, and I think what she did is she realized she did, uh, she last year she said I installed software at five plants, I'm guessing she means power plants, within three weeks, two weeks ahead of schedule. Now, because it's two weeks ahead of schedule, what she was telling me is there was less people on the ground getting the work done or the people were more efficient. I forget what it was, but it was less manpower. What she, what the savings is, was manpower. They were either more efficient or they didn't have to send as many people because of it. And she could find out, she initially guessed what manpower cost in her company. And she came up with, because of that, I saved $6,000 in labor cost with an early install. So 6,000 doing it five times, because she did this over five different plants, was a savings to the company of 30,000. You see how that works? She just kind of takes it apart piece by piece and she guessed on the first number. By the way, her first number was guess. Uh, her first number was wrong. So she took back to her boss uh, what she thought, she, she just told him, she said, well, you guys won't tell me what the labor costs really are in the field, but I just guessed. And he said, well, your guess is wrong. It's really, because she guessed too low. I think she had guessed $100 an hour or something, and it was 300 for the their built-in labor costs. And uh, he said, it's wrong. It should be 300 So now, before he wouldn't tell her, and now he's telling her because she made a guess. And so all she's trying to do is get a reasonable number. So she ended up with $6,000 uh, per unit and a total savings of $30,000. That's pretty good, okay? So she's got this. Now, I, uh, if you look at some of her other numbers, though, so $30,000, not too bad, right? So what some of her other numbers are were, she, let's see, which one was it? The, uh, let me jump back here to it. She reduced the amount of time to install integration equipment by a day. She, there was like ten thousand or something dollars like that. I'll put all the all of, I'll put her all of her actual numbers. I'm not going to give you her name or the specific company, but I will give you her actual numbers of what she had in here. She developed training manuals uh, for the team. By the way, she has given me permission to do that. Uh, so she developed training manuals for the team. She located test equipment. Now I forget which one it was, but I will. You'll see in the show notes. It one of these had a $100,000 impact, $100,000 impact. So think about that. You got a $30,000 impact, $10,000 impact, $25,000 impact, $100,000 impact. It starts to add up, right? And if I remember right, the total came up to about $285,000 of impact to the company. So that's the impact where she impacted revenue slash cost savings. Okay, now we've got her salary. In her case, I think her salary was 70 something thousand. So when you rounded it all up, it was like 85,000. And then so, you, so when you're subtracting the two numbers, right? The impact she had to the company minus how much she cost was what I would call it, I call it my revenue, right? It's, it's the revenue where she brought to the company because she was there. If she's not there, the company doesn't save that money, even after you take out the cost of her, right? So it's the impact she had minus how much she cost, and it's kind of like a profit formula, right? So here's how much profit the company had because she was there, even though in this case it's cost savings. 
So in her case, it was about $200,000 that because she's doing her job, the company's up 200000 Does that make sense? What we're doing here now is we're trying to just calculate and show our boss. Now, she took her boss and showed her boss these numbers, and the boss agreed with the numbers. He, helped, he actually helped her calculate some things and think through what the value on some things were. But the boss agreed, because you're sitting at your desk, the company is up $200,000 every year. That's a win, right? Now, if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, wait a minute, then she needs a $200,000 raise. That's not how that works. And here's, let me tell you how I know that. Uh, you would not pay extra money to not save anything. For instance, if you find out, if you're buying, oh, let's say you're buying toilet paper because that seems to be the commodity that's been so hot lately. So you're buying a case of toilet paper, whatever, how it comes. And you are going to spend, you find out it's $20 at Walmart. And then you find out your local grocery store has it for $20. Are you going to get in your car and drive to your local grocery store because it's the same price? No, there's no value add. If it's $10, you might could say, if I get in my car and drive over there, it's going to save me $10. But if it's 18, then you're like, is it worth $2 to do that? That's the kind of thing the company's thinking. If having you on the payroll is not adding impact, they're like, is it worth it to have you there? Because you bring risk. Having a human being show up at your office brings risk. You could hurt somebody, you could sue them, there's all kinds of risk that's not calculated in what we're talking about here today. So we're, we're just, you, what we're looking at is how you can show the value. So let me give you a caveat, or, or let me give you a warning. If, you're, if your calculation shows up negative and you make $100,000 a year and you realize you only had $90,000 in value and you sit down with your boss and say, yeah, I'm, I'm at minus $10,000, do not do that. Just don't. If it's negative, even if it's close, if you're, if you're making $100,000 and you only bring $100,000 in value, don't share that. You, let's hope you've got something wrong and your numbers look deeper. And because that's a warning sign that maybe you're not really that valuable and you need to really think about what you're doing. But for most of us, this value is going to be positive. And for most of us, when we share it with our employer, they're going to appreciate it. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to run out and say, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to run out and say, wow, you deserve a big giant raise because you brought millions of dollars to the company. Right, that doesn't impact that. So I'm looking at what Jim is, as I'm doing this, I'm doing this on Facebook. If you're listening to this, we're doing on this Facebook Live. And my friend Jim is saying last year, I, I had this big, huge financial impact on my employer and got a dollar raise. That happens sometimes. It's frustrating in all, all daylights, but it happens. Um, because just because you're showing them doesn't always mean anything, but it's also a clue to you if they don't appreciate me enough to, uh, to invest in me, then I probably am in the wrong company. And a lot of you are going to come to that conclusion that you're just in the wrong company because that conversation doesn't go anywhere. But don't get there. Don't get there too quickly. 
what we're looking for right now is just to share value that we add. Because while Jim and many other people have experienced this don't care attitude, many people have had the opposite reaction. In between this and other things and sharing with their customer or their boss, they've they've impacted their salary dramatically. Uh, So I've seen people up $50,000, $20,000, $30,000, $50,000, and it's not totally unusual to do that. I don't care what your company's rules about pay raises and all that are. When you can show the value and the company's right and the boss and all other things are going to be right, relationships and everything, then you uh, can really move the needle. At the very, very, very least, you have developed a higher level of respect. So the money may not flow directly, immediately. If it doesn't flow at some point, then that's a clue. But before you get started, we'll talk later about what do you do with these numbers. Once you, when you do this and you get this information. But so my first clue though is don't assume just because your number is bigger than your cost that you're worth more as pay raise. You've got to be bigger. I look at it, if you're not impacting the company four times your salary, then you're probably not in pay raise territory. You need to be impacting the company about. So if you're making 100000 you need to be having an impact, the bottom line profit of about 400000 before it's time to start asking for a pay raise. Now, the industries differ, the conversations differ, but I'm just that's a rule of thumb. There's got to be a big enough impact there of what you're doing uh, because if not, they don't need you. They just don't need you. What you're trying to communicate is why they do need you and why why you are important. So we're going to go back into this and we're going to talk about So this is a great exercise. I encourage you. It's not an easy exercise, but it's a great exercise. I encourage you to dig in, start writing these numbers down, calculate how much you cost first, start writing down the words. Here's the things I did to add to the company. Share those words with your boss, get some agreement, um, modify them as you need, and start calculating, and as you're calculating, share it with the boss, and just get agreement. And because it's it's going to be helpful. Look, if, look, if you do this right, and if you have a good relationship with your boss, it's going to help your boss because every number that you add of value is under his or her team, right? So it's, you're adding value to them just by showing them this data. Once you get the data, and once you see it, and once you get feedback, then we'll talk about next time. What do you do with that feedback? How do you use this to really move the needle? Because this is just step one. All right, so thanks a lot for being here. I hope you give this a try. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm still offering if you want to get on here and do a, uh, I think it's a 30-minute or 45-minute. It doesn't matter. We won't count the timers, but you know we won't be... We won't be so disciplined we're watching the clock, but a, a, a coaching call, a free coaching call. Look, I do coaching. I do professional coaching. I help people. I mean, really what I help people, some people call it career coaching. Some people call it startup coaching. What I do is help people try to make more money. I don't know what you want to call that. But uh, we do a free call, and so we'll do that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We'll do that um, 
with a sh- there'll be a link in the show notes at dalecallahan.com slash 180 and we'll show you how to get on my calendar we'll do a call and we'll talk about what you're struggling with how do you get there and the kind of things that we can do to help you move the needle so the link to all of this will be in the show notes at dalecallahan.com slash 180 so thanks a lot we will see you uh, next week <laughs>